welcome to this month's GPS Training Podcast. It's our 22nd episode. Joining me on this month's podcast, we have Tom from Garmin, Ian, who delivers our GPS training course in the south of England, and myself, John. So, without further ado, let's get on with today's podcast. It's our 22nd episode. In today's podcast, podcast, we're going to look at the following. We talk over the waterproof classifications, differences between each of the GPS units. And believe me, I had plenty of fun doing this as we submerge GPS units in water for the duration of the chat. We then are going to talk over the changes to the handheld GPS marketplace, especially with the advent of the Garmin GPS Map 66S coming into the marketplace late last year. And then we have Ian's FAQs, both Garmin, SatMap, and the first time ever we have FAQs for those of you wearing a Garmin GPS watch. Next thing we have on this month's GPS training podcast is a chat with Tom from Garmin Sales about some of the standards that the current navigational GPS users, uh, units go through, what they're tested for. So welcome, Tom, back to the GPS Hello. training podcast. You've come back to Northumberland, so that's very much appreciated. Yeah. And the reason for that is we're going to do a bit of testing. I know if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see us, but we are streaming it live on Facebook. And I'll also put the video in the news section on the GPS training website. Go and check it out. But we've got a big tub of water in front of us it wasn't quite as smooth as it should be because we have a little puddle next to the table from the first time of trying to fill up the container but we've got a better one now Tom. yeah it turns out plastic box wasn't waterproof it wasn't waterproof <laughs> and what, why we're doing this is we were going to see how waterproof some of the gps units are so we're going to look at the ipx ratings which is the waterproof ratings tom of uh, of the gps units. so before we start um so we can kind of keep the thing going we're actually going to immerse some units in it we've both yeah. got i know tom's from garmin so we have also got we've got garmin units we've got watches we've got units handheld units yeah you're actually going to put your is it an iphone Tom? yeah i'm gonna put my iphone in there in a in a waterproof case as well from aquapack an aquapack yeah. just to see so what, what are we gonna, which one do we feel most confident with so ah, who had the 66 in let's put the 60 have we got the 60 so yeah gps mass 66 we, if you can't see us we're going to put it in a tub of switch it on? water be a better idea it's got batteries in it has it got batteries in it has it yeah yeah. There you go. All right, we'll switch it on. So for those these, on Facebook. I see? must add, these are just our training units or Tom's demo units. So they're not brand new units out of the box. Many of them have been used and played with and thrown away yep. on courses. So um, some of the seals will have been opened up and this kind of thing. So there's nothing in it. And we've got there the confidence. Go. go on. So it's live. It's live into a bucket of water. Oh, dear. Right. <laughs> now it's overturns. We can't even see yep. what's happening to around. it. There we go. Is it working all right, yep, Tom? Yeah, still switched on. Okay, so 66S is in there. I'll put the Instinct Watch. This is the um, Instinct Watch that came out just before Christmas. Different rating of but we'll discuss that as we go, but we'll put that in. That sinks it into the bottom. All right. Yeah, one thing to do now, they all sink like rocks, don't yeah, they? they? <laughs> it's good. Um, Instinct, um, InReach Mini. InReach Mini is the satellite, two-way satellite communication from Garmin. 100% waterproof, Tom? Yep. Confident. Same. May I, that's my. Uh, that's your personal. In reach that's got in there. So, and so is my 66S. Yep. You've got Oregon there, Tom. Yeah, I've got you? an Oregon here, yeah. So I can go in. The Oregon in. There we go. And there's an E-Trix 10, which is the base unit. Yeah, so this, is, this is less than £100 for this yeah, unit. Yeah, so. yeah, that one's been in my training bag for four years now. Okay. Oh. No batteries. No batteries. All oh, right. So that's why it's floating, that one. So no batteries in. So there's a big. 
ball of air, isn't there, inside it? There is. So that one's floating. To show we're not as biased to um, Garmin, we've actually got an Active 20, which is the um, SatMap Active 20, which um, is waterproof. We I'll switch this one on as well, just because we can. This has got our battery pack in there. So that's booting up. And oh, this should sink because it's kind of heavy, isn't it? Right. Mm. That actually sits up on its end, that does. Air bubbles <laughs> coming out. That worries me a little. There is quite a lot of air coming out, isn't there? <laughs> Same with tell, the screen's still on anyway. So I've got my phone here as well so in, a, is, a... in a in an aqua pack and um, so um this has got the clamp system on the top right. so that it really clamps your uh phone inside and um, these are and um, when we go through um waterproof cases as well right. so they're not water resistant they're waterproof okay 800 pound phone into there in an aqua pack and it goes so what I thought we'd do, we put all these devices in. Um, some are floating, some are standing on their ends, some are sank to the bottom, and the sound map is beeping, <laughs> which is I don't know if it's good or not. We'll see at the end if it's good or not. <laughs> it worries me a little bit, but anyway. And I thought while we've got them in there, we can talk a little bit about the the different elements of of yeah. of, of the uh, of the testing that goes through. So. The key way of measuring the waterproof or waterproof rating is something called um, is is the IPX rating, isn't it? Yes, it's an IP rating and ingress penetration test, basically. Okay, so the submerge submerge units, as we've been doing to yep. test them where they are. So Garmin units are what we call IPX sevens. Yes. So IP um, is the rating X relates to solid protection doesn't yeah, it? Yeah so there's two tests for an ingress penetration test. The first one is like a particle dust penetration so um, whether dust can get inside the unit that kind of thing okay. and then the second part is your waterproof rating. Yes. Um, so when Garmin say IPX7 yeah. what that means is the X means we haven't put it through the particle, the particle testing. testing. Yes. It's never going to really get put in a situation where lots of dust is going to get put around it especially fine dust yes and um, that's used a lot for things like um industrial product drills right that kind of thing where there's a lot of dust okay, kicking yes. around because it's a test that crosses over anything electrical it's not just yes handheld gps devices it can be used for phones it can be used for yeah. drills it can be used for yeah right anything electrical that's used in there Okay, brilliant. So that's the I, that's the X rate, and yeah. then the seven, seven is actually the immersion test that it goes. Yeah, so there's it? a scale from zero to eight. Okay. Um, seven is submersible at a meter. So yes. We've got quite a meter here for those on Facebook yeah. or not on Facebook, um, and for thirty minutes. Okay. Um, and that's tested using specific equipment that's the um uh, specified within the test. Um, it's also the first rating point where you can call something waterproof right. and not weatherproof or splash proof or water resistant it actually can be officially called mm -hmm. i suppose the hardest thing when they're creating these units is actually the where we plug the usb in isn't it really because that's the yeah. bit that is just going to be a rubber connection that's yeah, going to be absolutely. always going to be yeah, yeah. the battery compartment and the and the yeah the usb connection really is where we have that weak point isn't it really so and as i say all the units that we've got in front of us are our own training units some of them are years old some are not so old but they've been messed around which will be yeah. interesting when we take them out exactly what we go there so everything's up to one meter for 30 minutes yeah tested 
Um, and then we're going to look a little bit later on about some of the other testings that we do with Garmin. Now I'm just going to mention quickly the SatMap because we've got SatMap Active 20 in there. And that's IP68 waterproof and IK, IK7 impact rating. So um, they put it through where Garmin didn't do they got the X rating. They have actually put it through that dust uh, yep. resting. Um, and this one is say it's up to test up to 10 hours eight hours so based on airflow and that's in that means it's dust tight that's yes. what they're doing with yeah, the yeah. sat map there and then immersion they've got an eight rating so that's um slightly deeper so that's up to three meters um in length now the interesting thing about that eight rating when you look at it online is it says that um it, it it doesn't specify how long that should be over 30 minutes so actually potentially could be 31 minutes couldn't it yeah but hey we're better just doing our own testing yeah exactly see what happens now there's something that um, the the or the IK rating that the the SatMap is put through is auto uh, like a drop test that they put theirs yep. through, isn't it? So you've got an IK IK zero seven staff produced against two two joules impact, so it's equivalent to an impact of 0.5 kilogram mass drop from 400 millimeters onto an impacted surface. They've done that drop test, but then recently Garmin Tom have started testing things to a different standard, like a, a mil standard. Yeah, um, and they've started that with most of the new products. Yeah, they? so um, we've started using uh, the mil 810 standard and okay. um, which is basically a u.s defense department created yes. standard and um, which is now crossing over to civilian based product um, and there's a series of 28 tests right within a, the, that mil standard yeah. um, and the, the defense department put um six to eight tests against a unit which are most representative of how it's going to be okay. used there's a whole plethora in that 28 tests um we were talking before one yeah. of them's like gunshot shock um gunfire shock which isn't really relevant but yeah. things like freeze freeze thaw yeah. so if you've got it clipped onto the outside of your rucksack it could be getting that freeze thaw or the freezing effect on it and yeah. um, it's tested for that use of altitude use of extremes of temperature both cold and hot yes um waterproofing so within that is a secondary ip test that yes. the um which they do um are all built into it and the gps map 66 has been put through brilliant that and has that standard good and also the watches now are yeah so that, the they? instinct does yeah and um, that has it in reach mini does as well right, okay. and also all the stuff that's kind of 2018 onwards has has that built into it fantastic so that's it that's really pushing it through the, yeah the, yeah all sorts of shock tests and, mm -hmm. and drop tests mm -hmm. are built into i was fascinated i said i looked at this one on wikipedia and there's some really good thing those shock test immersion test icing freezing freeze thaw temperature shock yeah. so really pretty i think the what's great about that test is it's it's the u.s military testing it for real world yeah. use so it's yeah. not um a specific weight from a specific height or a specific depth for a specific yeah. time it's it's been used in the real world through all these tests exactly right. and it passes them so from their point of view it's passed to and i suppose use. they'd be looking at where that would be used so actually that freeze thaw test or the temperature is really critical, to, very those critical guys. Yeah, to them absolutely but actually a submerged in the bucket for one meter is quite irrelevant yeah isn't it, absolutely really? it's never you know what you want is to work when in driving rain or in yeah. the snow don't you you want it to work in the lake district when it's That's that right. horrible gray day when you really want it to perform i'm looking at these because i want to start taking a few of them out and have a look at them actually, we've got some towels here as we take them out so we don't end up with <laughs> water, water everywhere, everywhere so we've already done. i'm going to take the 10 out first because that's on the top <laughs> and that's survived <laughs> that's an old be interesting to open them up and see if there's water yeah, in the battery yeah. case and stuff so, like uh, that well i'll um dry it off and i'll open up the 10 first as we take out we'll do it in that order and see Bone dry inside, absolutely bone dry inside. There you go. That's brilliant. One survived. 
Which one next do you think, Tom? Whichever one you want. Do you know what? That sat map kind of worries me. Yeah? <laughs> the, bubbles the bubbles are still, are coming, still out, coming out to me. And I know it's switched on. <gasps> it's still switched on. It's still there, it's still switched on. <laughs> oh, like, I suppose it had to be a higher waterproof rating, but those bubbles around that How seal. How much were you panicking? They fill me with fear, it does. <laughs> so it still looks absolutely perfect. So. Thank you very much, because that's a nice, expensive sat map with a platinum card in it. So <laughs> I was uh, quite relieved. Thanks, sat map. Yeah. Is it all dry in the back so as well? Dried. Yeah, well, it's got the it's the batteries in there, so you can uh, okay. take it out. But it's um, still just Let's have a look off. at the 66. Um, still switched on there. 66 still switched on. Yeah, powered up absolutely fine. That's looking okay. Let's have a look in the back. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Bone dry inside. Brilliant. Um, the inReach Mini. Oh, that's got an internal battery. So there's no battery, battery cases. So. That, that should be. It's got the little uh, flap that you lift the SOS. Yeah, it? so I suppose. And the micro SD card. And the micro SD card slot that's in there as well. So what I'll do, I'll just look around the SOS button. Because again, we use that quite a lot for demos, opening and closing, to make sure it's lovely and dry inside. Is it perfect? That's all the hero. It's got another waterproof seal in there when you open it up. So that's um, working grand. Brilliant. I get the watch out. I suspect the watch workers, some of you yeah, wear the Phoenix are... all the time. I kind of never take it off when I'm in the shower. I always yeah. keep it on. They, so, uh, they've got a slightly different waterproofing rating, which we can talk about in a second, can't we? It's quite interesting now because it's got you've got your charger on the back of there. Isn't you it? have, that's, yeah. never really thought of that because if people don't know, you have the charger in the back that you plug and it in. And it's exposed, isn't and it? And it's exposed. It's not got a rubber, rubber flap over it. And that... It's still waterproof with that expose so yeah. um that's an interesting um and they say we'll have a little chat about the watches is that an oregon still in on the yeah. outside Tom? yeah yeah grab that out if you want let's see has you got any power right. yeah booting up booting up fantastic there you go i think we just leave your iphone in there <laughs> not leave my iphone in there <laughs> it's the thing that i'm most concerned about <laughs> iphone in the acro pack but there is no water in the bottom of the case. Not so one there we go. Not one bit of water in the case. So spend some money on a on a good case and you. Uh... Yeah, those aqua packs are brilliant, aren't they? Because you think of what we else we can use aqua packs for. I know you put your phone in, but you know, uh, you know, put car keys. Car keys electronic yeah, these days. Yeah, absolutely. Aren't they? So car keys cost a lot of money, don't they? <laughs> so if you're out walking, you know, put your put your smartphone in an aqua pack. Even in your rucksack on a wet day. Yeah. Put your 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 keys in there. Yeah. Um, your, your car keys and this kind of thing. You no, know, anything electronic really. Yeah. Um, that you Someone who actually managed to wreck a smartphone. I actually ended up in an air conditioning unit for a week to try and dry it out, yeah, but it just yeah. didn't dry it out. You know, it was in yeah, my yeah. waterproof pocket as I was out walking and it just absolutely wrecked my smartphone. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's because they're not ridiculously expensive though. No, they? but it's just, you've got to go to these lengths, haven't you, to yeah. waterproof a phone, whereas mm -hmm. all the handhelds that we've just chucked mm -hmm. in have all been, even starting at hundred pound, yeah. solidly waterproof. So just quickly finishing off about the watches then, because yeah. there's different waterproof range Yeah, so we, the watches. we called ATMs atmosphere, atmospheres. Okay. So it's slightly different. It's a different set of tests, but basically both the, um, Instinct and Phoenix 5, yep. Phoenix 5 Plus are all 25 ATMs, which okay. is 100 metres waterproof. Brilliant. Just means that they can um, experience a bit more pressure of water. Okay. And the reason for that is that they've all got, they've both got swimming modes. Okay. So the idea yes. is that you can go in the pool with them. Yep. So they've got to be okay. um, waterproof. And like I say, the, the Instinct was absolutely fine. The Phoenix performs That's exactly great. the same. And they've got that waterproof connector on these now. Yeah. So the connector can be exposed. It's exactly the same one. Yeah. on each of them 
And the only thing to note is that you do need to, if you try to plug it in just after it's wet, you just need to give it a dry. Right, okay. Otherwise you end up with water in your connector, for mm -hmm. your computer. I did, um, this is actually Tom's instinct. This, um, my son pinched this for about three weeks, didn't he, over yep. Christmas. You left it here and my son fleeced it. Uh, you'd be glad now, Tom. He walks around, he's bought one himself. Oh, that's good. So, uh, <laughs> my 18-year-old son thinks he's the best thing ever. So, actually, uh, yeah, so you end up having to buy one because Tom's like, I'll watch back. So, actually, it's on my son's wrist. <laughs> so, uh, he got that back. So, yeah, thank you very much. I hope you've enjoyed. It's been slightly different. Um, I say, if you've been listening to us on the podcast, have a look uh, on our new section on our GPS training, and you can see exactly what we've been doing, immersing uh, GPS units. So if you want to find out more about the GPS units that are available from our here at GPS Training, please go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk, click on GPS Store, then click on either Handheld or GPS Watches, and you can see all the GPS watches and units available that we've been talking about. Next thing on the GPS Training Podcast this month is we're going to look at the success of the GPS Map 66S. I've got Tom with me from Garmin, so welcome Tom. Hello. And we can, uh, we're going to look at how I think the um, the market has kind of changed. I think the 66S has come into the marketplace with Garmin and completely changed the proportion of units that we've sold. Yep. Have you found that yourself? From what yeah, you've I mean, seen? it's the first handheld we've released in... 18 months right. so it's um it's and it's got a lot of our latest technology in there as well and kind of pushing forward it's bringing the new ecosystems to life that we're putting together so yeah, yeah big changes for the 66 gps map 66s tom is a button gps unit from garmin it is, isn't yeah. it so. the 60 the 60 series is a, an absolute heritage range from yeah. um garmin all the way back from the gps map 60 through the 62 the 64 and now the the 66 has been a popular model for us and yeah we are a, we've had fantastic success with it, as you quite well know we've yeah. uh, we, we launched it quite well and and i think the key thing is i think this is what's changed the marketplace is actually it's got a larger screen so yeah. the 62 64 and, and of course the 60 uh, beforehand always had a slightly smaller screen doesn't it but yeah. now the 66 has got exactly the same size screen as an oregon yep so traditionally the cornerstone of our sales has been the oregon gps unit um, and it, the if you wanted a button, you you have a 64s, uh, but the downside was you had a slightly smaller screen. But with this larger screen, it's completely changed the marketplace, hasn't it? Yeah. You mentioned some of the key features that the new features that come in the 66s. Do you know what, what those key features are that have, have, have changed altogether? Yeah. So we we brought it in line um, with some of our other models now. So you've got those activity profiles on there. Yeah. Um, and that pairs with the new Topo Pro mapping that we've got, both 1 to 50 and 125. Brilliant. So you've now got that routing in the national parks and it allows you to use that much, much easier. Um, you've got um, all the smart notifications that have come over now. So text, email, phone call, yeah. um, notifications, um, all on there. Um, the big changes come with the ecosystem though. So you can now connect it to things like our InReach Mini yes. and get your notifications from your, your two-way communicator um, if anybody hasn't seen one, that's an InReach Mini. InReach Mini is a two-way satellite communicator that you can now tether with watches and the 66. Yeah, and the 66, and get your messages um, on your 66 while this is tucked away. Fantastic. Um, also, you can connect it to the new Garmin Explore app, yeah. and you can plan on the topo mapping now on your iPad yeah. and share that wirelessly with your um, 66. Yeah, so in theory, don't need a laptop, in theory? In theory, computer. yeah. You can absolutely. plan everything on an app, can't yeah. you, as well? 
You can also send it via Wikiloc app, so it pairs with a Wikiloc app. If yeah. people don't know, you can email yourself a GPX file, and that automatically will appear on your GPS units yeah. as well. Satellite download as well, isn't there? Yes, yeah, so you can download wirelessly using Wi-Fi some satellite imagery um, onto the device, mm -hmm. this device. And it's the first outdoor unit, or the first physical unit, rather than a watch, that uses the Galileo as well, isn't it? Yeah. Which is the European satellite yeah. system. So, all in all, it is feature-packed as you say it's kind of come in there and kind of with all these new features yeah. um, above what we've seen before so really to go into what I was thinking of um, in reality is we've seen a massive slant in sales so traditionally I would say 50% of units that we sold were Oregon 700 750s yeah. but with a 66 coming um, it's it's actually stole a lot of those sales yeah. hasn't it um, and, and you've seen the same yeah yeah, I think people like the the, the traditional button yeah. feel, especially again if you're a winter user all year round, you use it. If you walk in, you know, where you're going to need gloves in higher mountainous terrain, the uh, buttons really do help with that. And you know, even more now they're backlit, yeah. they've got a bit of a different click and feel to them than the the sixty four. So they are really easy to use. Yeah, and I say keep going back to the same same size screens in Oregon. So actually, there's no reason not to. No. Is, is that? Uh, and actually, this, the unit it doesn't look much bigger than what the old 66 does, no, does it? Really? No. Which is fantastic. Also, people do like the button because the buttons actually tell them what they're going to do, yes. isn't it? Yeah. Which is a really nice feature as well. As you say, backlit buttons. So, like I said, we, we've seen a big change in this. So, again, traditionally 50% would be Oregon's. Uh, and now we're kind of seeing, you know, maybe... 30% of sales being Oregon's, 30% being 66S's. Yeah. And I know when we're ordering units, I actually order the same amount of Oregon's as I do 66S's, yeah. where when it was a 64, that wasn't the yeah. case. Um, I know it's a new, new kid on the block, but we've had it now for four or so months, haven't we? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we had good strong sales up to Christmas with it, and, and post-Christmas it's been very popular. Again, it'd be interesting to see if once we hit summer, people tend to go back to touchscreen units. Yeah. Because as you say, it's a four-season GPS yeah. unit. So it's a bit of a chat. So that was just looking about how I think the 66S has uh, changed the market, really. And uh, well done, Garmin, for it. It's a, it's a cracking piece of kit. I know I do. Uh, I, I take it out with me uh, now. I've always been an Oregon user, but I do take out a 66S. So thanks for that. So thanks, John, Tom, sorry, for joining me on the uh, podcast if you want to know more about the uh, either of those units either the oregon 750 or the gps map 66s or the st which is the one that comes with the top of active mapping please go to our website which is gpstrain.co.uk click on gps store on the top and then on the left hand side you'll see handheld gps units and there's a category there with one to fifty thousand mapping or the one to twenty five thousand mapping and again both of those are with the topo pro mapping which is the one that has routable data within the national parks The next thing on this month's GPS training podcast is Ian's FAQs. Welcome Ian back to the podcast as he talks over some of his FAQs, the frequently asked questions he's been asked on his courses over the past month. Welcome back, Ian. Thank you very much, John. Have you had a good month? Uh, not a bad month, thank you. Yes, we've had a few. Um, I've had a few courses um, that I've run, which has been good. And uh, yeah, the weather's been good last weekend over Easter. Was I think we all enjoyed. Managed yeah. to get out into the new forest. Um, actually took took my watch out last weekend in the forest to put it through some paces um, uh, on the tracks, uh, really small forest tracks, and that's been really good. Um, Fantastic. So and, and you've had some really good feedback on the courses over the last month. So, yeah, I think we've had some really yeah. good, good, good feedback from the customers, haven't we? Yes, it's been um, 
yeah, I think the weather's made it. The weather's bucked itself up a lot, uh, which has been nice. So, so good, yeah. Good. So on this month, we've got a bit of a different FAQ. So we've got our Garmin and our SatMap FAQs, which we've always had uh, for the last number of months, ever since Ian's been doing it. And this month, we've got a new one. We're having a wearables USB. So wearable is really a wrist-based GPS training, a GPS a GPS product. Um, and we, as you, if you've been um, keeping up to date with what we've been doing at GPS training, we're doing a lot more now on the wrist-based products as well as the handheld products. So we thought we'd bring that into the FAQs. And seeing that, Ian and both his wife are now wearing wearables uh, with all the yes. the equation. So the first thing, Ian, is the Garmin FAQ. So um, it's about Topo Pro Map Card, I think, isn't it? Yes, so that's it, John. Um, on my course in Clayton uh, a couple of weeks ago on the South Downs, um, I had a couple of guys who came along with a Map 66S and a Map 66ST. And the ST being the 66 with the topographical mapping mm -hmm. pre-installed. Um, they both had uh, 1 to 50,000 Topo Pro GB map cards in as well. So it was all all very good, sort of like, like for like, slightly different 66s. Um, and we were up at the top of the South Downs um, on our last bit of the Sunday afternoon walk when I just opened up to the people on my courses, right, we're up here, how, you know, job to revise how to go um the place and all the different ways that you can do on a gps so both of them uh, elected because we were in a national park and with the popo gb pro map card as we all know mm -hmm. um you can have the routing set to hiking and then it will take you on turn by turn routing and um so <laughs> very interestingly uh so we were top of the downs and uh, they both planned their way directly back to the hall at the bottom of the downs and halfway down the uh, side of the south downs one of them took them on the direct way back to the hall mm -hmm. where we did the course and the other ones uh the 66 st took the guy um off to the right on a totally different route halfway down the south downs right okay <laughs> so you know here i am on a sunday afternoon thinking all sort of like We've actually done the course, you know, sort of like, sort of feeling a bit more relaxed that everyone's had a good time, which they had. And I'm thinking, I don't believe this, that, you know, they've got the both both the same GPS unit. Uh -huh. or in fact, one's got the topographical mapping pre-installed. Both have got a 1 to 50,000 Topo GB Pro card. I'm thinking, why is it doing this? And, it, mm -hmm. it, you know, and both are set to hiking. And I'm thinking, this is, this is crazy, you know. We were all sort of like standing around thinking, what has gone wrong and they looked at me and said right this is the last test of the course Ian and I'm sort of wrecking my brains and it, it suddenly occurred to me the one where the route had been sent off rather than the sort of like direct way down the south side of the downs I'm thinking I wonder if it's anything to do with the pre-installed topographical mapping okay so we went into the map settings mm -hmm. um, and when we looked at the mapping um the topographical mapping was enabled. Yes. So we disabled that mapping. Yeah. And to be honest with you, when people do come on courses with the pre-installed topographical mapping, mm -hmm. I generally do um, gen gently persuade them that if it's not enabled for this country, because they're using ordnance survey mapping, it's not it's yeah. not necessary. Um, so, but I obviously hadn't done it on for this particular sixty-six. Um, so once we disabled the topographical mapping on the unit, mm -hmm. um, went back in and replanned the route from where we were standing back to the hall, 
took the 66 took straight back down the side of the South Downs. So it appears that the topographical mapping that's pre-installed sort of gets priority, if you like, um, on the Topo on, Pro, on the Topo Pro map card, mm -hmm. uh, which, to be honest with you, until two weekends ago, I hadn't realised. You know, yeah. it's only because we'd because we had this problem with two identical units, mm -hmm. two identical map cards going on in the identical way did we suddenly see this difference and that's it's amazing actually so the yeah. units we're talking about off standard are the e-trex just 25 35 which are t's without yeah. many people don't re realize they are we've got the oregon 750t and then we've got the 66 st so it's actually the topo active mapping isn't that we're talking about the topo active so, mapping yes. comes on those units which is 44 yeah. european countries but the Topo Pro is the Ordnance Survey 150,000 mapping, which gives a turn-by-turn -turn routing within national parks. But what we've discovered is that so if you've got your Topo Active mapping for the 44 European guns activated or enabled, it's going to route that, use the routable feature in there rather than from the Topo Pro mapping. That's right. So what we need to do is good housekeeping, I suppose, that when we're using our Topo Pro mapping or when we're within this country, disable our Topo Active mapping and then the thing yeah. will work as we're expecting it to. Absolutely. Yes. So, but it wasn't until this, you know, anomaly two weeks ago, did I realise that there was going to be a difference in in how the routing behaved itself and it was yeah. good to, to see it as well then that's brilliant yes. it's something i've learned as well so that's uh, that's, yeah. that's fantastic that's the first time i've heard that so that's brilliant and uh, yeah. I, hopefully uh, if i come across that problem in the future i know the solution to it <laughs> <laughs> so the brilliant the next one is sat map um so sat map uh, faq for this month ian right uh quite recently i've been asked by someone um so they're on their day's walk um with the um their set map unit and they want to stop for lunch and rather than keep the trip log uh, recording their route whilst they're sitting and having their lunch how do they um, stop the recording without saving it or deleting it the track that they've um, recorded so far in the day and it's actually very simple on um, one of the main screens uh, of the active 10 12 20 is the trip log page mm -hmm. and all that you have to do is actually go to the trip log page and uh, in the bottom left-hand uh, side of the screen, there's the word start and stop. Yeah. And literally all you have to do is just stop the recording mm -hmm. and then you will see the little icon uh, that should have been uh, up at the top of the screen on the right-hand side. Um, that should change from a green right-pointing arrow to the two vertical red bars. Mm -hmm. um, and then when you want to start your walk in after your lunch, all you do is you go back to your trip log page if you're not already on it and just restart the recording and then the um, it should go back to the green right pointing arrow. So we actually, um, we actually stop it and start it. Where at a Garmin you would tend to pause it, you see. Pause it, yes. But on yes. a sat map we're physically going to stop it and then we just start it and that, yeah. that will continue to record. It continues recording. That's it, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So that's a really good sat map FAQ. Is that if you're going in stopping for your lunch and you want to stop recording that track, just press the stop button and then don't forget to press start again when you're ready to record. And then our new wearables um, FAQ. So wearables that we're looking at risk-based products. Garmin at the moment, we are actually going to move into other brands as well over the coming months, which you'll know more about um, in the future as we go forward. So we're looking at a FAQs for a Garmin. I think a Garmin... Phoenix, yeah, it is Phoenix, isn't it, Ian? Yes. yes, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, right. So where do we start with this? Uh, quite a story, really. Um, as we know, I uh, had a Phoenix 5 Plus for Christmas, uh, which we've done an article on already. Um, and uh, over the last few weeks, because I think the evenings are getting lighter, my wife, Carol, um, she, last year she did the Couch to 5K um, program, uh, really enjoyed it. Stopped through the winter time because by the time she gets home at night, it's dark and horrible. Don't blame her. Um, it's a very sensible lady. Um, and we we're just talking about it. And she said to me, she said, oh, it'd be really good if I could have it um, on one of the watches because it would save me running with my phone. So at the moment, well, up until now, she's been running with her mm -hmm. um, iPhone strapped to her. Um, and, you know, I know it's, it's not big, but it gets in the way a bit. Um, and then she said, but the thing is, though, that as well as it telling you when to jog or when to walk, you can listen to music at the same time because it's all on my iPhone. Mm -hmm. So I said to her, I said, I bet you anything that we could do that through a Phoenix watch. Mm -hmm. And she looked at me because up until then, she sort of like, um, yeah, she, she was sort of, um, sort of like ambivalent, I think you could say, about the watches. Um, so we found the, so I found the, um, Catch the 5K um, app through the uh, Garmin IQ mm -hmm. store, um, through Garmin Connect, which is the mobile app. Um, and uh, reading through the uh, sort of like the description of the app, it, it does follow the proper NHS uh, Catch to 5K program. So it's not someone, something that someone's just made up. Um, and then I said to her, so I said, I found the app. And then I said to her, I said, oh, but we can, you know, you can put music onto the Phoenix as well. Um, Chase went, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we did. Um, so with one of the training watches, um, she trialled it last weekend. And she thought it was really good. Fantastic. But although the app doesn't talk to you like the it does on your phone, it uh -huh. vibrates. It vibrates on your wrist. Right. And there's a change between jogging and walking. Uh-huh. Um, and or actually it just invested in a set of bluetooth headphones which weren't because she needs that mm -hmm. um, she, well she, she wanted the headphones because she wanted to listen to music as she was doing it mm -hmm. um and you know suddenly that you know amongst other things there's someone who does you know enjoys doing the program um it's very flexible because she started through the garmin connect app on yeah. her phone she could program the week that she started at. She started. She started in week four. Yes. Um, so, so she's uh, doesn't need to go all the way back to the beginning. So you can sort of like reprogram the app um, on the watch via Garmin Connect to start you where you want it to start. Um, and, it, and I say, I just think it's really interesting that um, you know. And since she's tried that um, last Monday because of the bank holiday, we were out in the New Forest, mm -hmm. um, and she was so again she wore the, the training watch um and i downloaded our walk for the day our eight, eight mile walk and we it was actually really interesting because in the new forest as you probably know lots of little tracks mm -hmm. not just big footpaths lots of little forest tracks and literally the what the mapping is so good on it it picked up all the little tracks we were walking on 
Yeah, um, with our I, I said good. this on the telephone. She's that it's the it's the top active mapping we were talking about on the yeah. Garmin FAQs earlier on. And I know yeah. we found this when we've been out walking with our watches. Actually, it's not just got right away on this; it's got paths in. So if you're in those yeah. areas where there's a bit more touristy in in, in, a, in a park or something like that, they've got the actual routes on there. So what I've been yeah. doing with my watch is actually planning it on my OS map on Garmin Basecamp, then transferring it onto my watch onto top of active mapping, and then actually just altering to where the paths are on the ground. And I found I've yeah. got a more accurate navigation experience than yeah. just sticking with my OS by yeah. very little yeah. uh, extra work uh, involved. Yeah. So it is, it is, and again, it's, it's interesting you'll find the same in the new forests as we're finding up in the northeast of England, that actually that topoactive mapping, because this started off as did satellite imagery, it's actually more accurate than where paths are on the ground than the traditional yeah. and survey mapping, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so, so we've gone sort of like from me being the sole owner of a Phoenix watch to my wife, she's just bought one because, you know, she's finding, apart from navigation or the heart, or, or the health um, widgets that there are, mm -hmm. uh, you know, suddenly it's another application for a watch, and she loves it because it just means now that she can go out running um, without lugging her iPhone about. Exactly um, right, and because she can put the music on. So that's the thing with the, yeah. the game. The Garmin Five Plus. So I know you carry your wife's the Five S Plus because it's the ladies' version of it. We can preload it with music. You can actually download podcasts onto it as well. So you can download yeah. the GPS training podcast. You can hear well, your dulcet tones if you want to. She really does it. <laughs> she, gets, she runs to get away from you. <laughs> um, and now we've got the Garmin IQ app, and the one that you've very much recommended is the, the Couch to Five K. Um, and what I'll do, I'll put in the um, in the show notes. I'll just put the direct links that. So if you know somebody who's interested in that, I'll put the uh, direct, I'll put the link in the show notes, and then if people are interested, uh, we can do. So yeah. Ian, that's fantastic. So really, really good Garmin FAQ, really good sat map, and the wearables. Uh, interesting chat there about the wearables. Yeah. So don't forget, we have lots more top tips and solutions to all your questions in the GPS Training Online Resource. Just go to GPS Training, click on Online Resource in the top menu bar, and then log in. Select your unit, and you'll see the top tips for each of the units on the bottom side of the menu. And finally, many thanks for listening to this month's GPS training podcast is very much appreciated. If there's anything you would like to cover in future podcasts, please don't hesitate to get in touch. Feel free to give us a call, especially if you're thinking about buying either a new GPS unit or one of our wearable GPS watches. Please do take time to look through the GPS courses we have on offer, either our physical courses or our webinars. Please just go to gpstraining.co.uk and click on GPS training courses on the top menu bar. Please do tell your friends about the podcast and about GPS training and encourage them to subscribe on whichever podcast app they are using. And don't forget to give us a five-star rating in either iTunes or the Overcast player, which is what many of the Android people are now using. It's always appreciated. If you can also leave us a snazzy review on whatever platform you listen to, that is always appreciated. Many thanks for Tom and Ian for joining me on this month's podcast and hope you have plenty of opportunities to get out and enjoy your walking over the coming month. <laughs>